0: Beloved of God, welcome to Breaking Open the Word, the Sunday edition of the God Minute. I'm Father Michael. Today is the 16th Sunday in Ordinary Time. And the Gospel reading that is chosen for us today comes from the 13th chapter of Matthew's Gospel, verses 24 through 30. So let's take a moment just to place ourselves in the presence of the Lord and open our hearts and our ears to hear his word as he speaks to us. Jesus proposed another parable to them. The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a man who sowed good seed in his field. While everyone was asleep, his enemy came and sowed weeds all through the wheat, And then went off when the crop grew and bore fruit the weeds appeared as well the slaves of the householder came to him and said master did you not sow good seed in your field where have the weeds come from he answered an enemy has done this His slaves said to him, Do you want us to go and pull them out? He replied, No, no. If you pull up the weeds, you might uproot the wheat along with them. Let them grow together until harvest. Then, at harvest time, I will say to the harvesters, First, collect the weeds and tie them in bundles for burning. But gather the wheat into my barn. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. As some of you know, before the actual reflection, each time I have the privilege to do this, I usually come up with a humorous or sometimes corny a joke or story. Well, I racked my brains to come up with something to go along with today's gospel. But I decided to refrain. After all, I live in Colorado and we have enough not-so-humorous stories about weed. Anyway, (laughs) I did find this story, which I would like to share with you today, which seems to be very much a story to apply to the gospel message. So, here it goes. The year was 1770. In a small Italian church two altar boys were preparing for benediction. Anible de la Genga and Francesco Castigliano. They entered the sacristy and put on their albs and grabbed the heavy brass candlesticks. And then they began to bicker, arguing over who would stand at the priest's right hand for the procession. Their quibbling escalated into a shouting match, alarmed parishioners turned their heads to the back of the church to see the commotion. And that's when it happened. Castiglione cracked Della Jenga over the head with his candlestick. Blood dripped from Della Genga's injury, and both boys began shoving each other. Shocked, parishioners screamed, Throw them out! Throw them out! So the embarrassed priest grabbed the boys and led them to the door and tossed them out of the church. Now, fast forward 55 years to 1825. Half a million people have gathered in Rome for the great Jubilee celebration. The Jubilee occurs every 25 years and its grand climax is the opening of the Holy Doors at St. Peter's Basilica. Traditionally, the Pope knocks on the door three times with a large silver hammer and sings, Open unto me the gates of justice. On the third knock, the door swings open and the Pope leads his people through. The symbolism of this door is very rich and pilgrims from all over the world coming back home to the church follow their leader through the great porta fide, the door of faith. Well, in the 1825 jubilee year, in front of thousands of pilgrims, Cardinal de la Jenga made his way to the door. It was 55 years after the candlestick incident. Cardinal Della Genga, now Pope Leo Twelfth, neared the door. Turning to the cardinal beside him, Cardinal Castiglione, the Pope said, let me have the hammer. With a sly grin, Castiglione replied, just like I gave you the candlestick. Amazingly, Four years later, Castiglione succeeded his friend and became the Pope, taking the name Pius VIII. Now, if you had told any of those pew sitters back in 1770 that they had two future popes in the back of their church causing a commotion, hitting each other with candlesticks, they would have laughed at you. Those two boys? The ones shoving and whacking each other with candlesticks? No way! Well, stranger things have happened. Today's gospel gives us the good news that God can work wonders with the wheat of the harvest as well as the weeds. Truth be told, we all have a bit of weeds that have grown up within us even after God had created us so perfectly. You see, the parable of the wheat and the weeds is a means by which Jesus presents a wise, patient, and loving God who allows the good and the evil to coexist in the world until the harvest. Rather than condemn, God blesses the evil ones for the little good they may have done, so that they may come to conversion before their time ends. He says, let the wheat and the weeds grow together till the harvest time. In other words, God is delaying the end of the world for repentant sinners, giving them more time and offering them more grace the grace that they need so that they may be reconciled with him. You see, God recognizes that there is evil in our world, but he sees that evil is no excuse for good people to not do good, or for them to be apathetic, or look the other way, or get frustrated, or to be critical of others, especially since we have the power of God at our disposal through the sacramental life of the church, and the support of our sisters and brothers in faith. Through the parable of the wheat and the weeds, which is far more important than we might realize, Jesus calls us to be loving, patient, kind, merciful, with those who seem to us to fail to meet the high ethical standards expected of Christians everywhere. face it. No one knows, but that person that we might be judging today could end up being our next Pope. May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come upon you and remain with you now and forever. Brothers and sisters, do take good care of yourself and one another, and we'll see you tomorrow.